1: If you dare. You always follow the,
0: follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money.
3: Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Pauly Howard on VSN.
0: Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, along with Jonathan Von Tobel, filling in today for Paulie Howard. This show is brought to you by DraftKings, and we're going to kick off this hour with some college football talk as uh, Tom Lugenbill is kind enough to join us here early on a Wednesday morning, Tom, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Thanks for the time today. How are you?
3: I'm doing good. And thanks to both to you guys and appreciate you and Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you as well.
0: Well, We appreciate it. So let's get into the, uh, the two playoff games that we have and let's start with Alabama and Michigan. So now you've had, you know, a couple of weeks to really think about the matchup here, going back to the committee show and uh, us realizing that we're going to get these two teams playing each other and in those two weeks now thinking about this matchup Michigan remains a one and a half or a two point favorite has anything popped into your head has anything stood out to you to give you like a strong conviction between these two teams as they play each other
3: yeah I think two things have popped out one from a Michigan defensive and Alabama offensive perspective and then one vice versa let's start with Alabama on offense I the one thing that I would be really concerned about if I was a, a Michigan fan is not one time during the course of this season did Michigan ever have to face a dual threat dynamic runner at quarterback. And you may say, well, well why, why does that matter? Well, when the quarterback is a part of the run game or the quarterback can create and extend plays and you have to account for them on every snap, it changes how you have to defend the box. Because if they want to run quarterback lead, quarterback power, quarterback counter, right, they're getting an extra blocker because the quarterback's now a runner. So if you're outmanned in the box, you're going to have a hard time stopping that. And they did not have to face any team in the conference or out of conference this year that even resembled somebody like Jalen Milrow. So I'm very curious to see if Michigan, who – for the better part of the year, has been able to control the line of scrimmage with a four-man front, uh, really a six-man box. Could they hold up against Alabama now that they have to account for the quarterback as being a threat? That's one thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing. On the flip side of that, um, you know, a lot has been made about Michigan's ability to control the line of scrimmage, run the football at will, which they can, and they have, but you're not going to line up and hand the ball off 29 consecutive times against Alabama on defense. That's not happening. And so it will be very interesting to me to see if Alabama creates some problems, particularly on early rundown problems. I mean, they control the line of scrimmage. They get a tackle for loss. All of a sudden, instead of being in second and four, maybe they're in second and nine, second and 10. Then maybe you try to throw it on second down. You have an incompletion. Now you're sitting there at third and 10 on offense. That's not Michigan's game. So how would J.J. McCarthy perform? Because down the stretch for that offense, not only did he not have to do much, but I don't think he played his best football down the stretch in the passing game. I think Alabama is going to try to line up and say, if you are going to beat us, we are going to have to stop the run, and we're going to force you to throw the ball downfield consistently throughout four quarters, to win the football game because I don't think Michigan had to do that yet this year.
2: By extension, that was one thing that really stuck out to me. We obviously saw Zach Zinter go down near the end of the year. The right side of the offensive line for Michigan could kind of be a problem mm-hmm. in this game, right?
3: Well, yeah, and you don't want to be a problem versus some of the edge guys that they've got, particularly out wide in Dallas, Turner, and then the interior guys that they've got are big and athletic and can run. They are a very, very active defensive front seven. when i had alabama this year and and seeing them in person it's interesting because the their two interior guys are big and physical and athletic but all of their edge guys and their linebackers are more speed rush uh almost nickel linebacker designated pass rusher type guys so you're, you're going to have your hands full because they they will crowd the line of scrimmage. They will uh, create simulated pressures and try to create some confusion along the offensive line and thus creating some confusion for J.J. McCarthy.
0: Yeah, I'm with you on that too. I do like Alabama to win the game. I think they're going to be playing in the national title. Uh, let's follow the money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, Tom Luganville with ESPN, talking about the college football playoffs and some other bowl games here as well. So then if Bama does advance, uh, they'll get the winner of Texas and Washington, Texas a three-and-a-half or a four-point favorite. I think the common thought here is, Tom, you know, the Washington defense has been, you know, um, criticized the entire year, I think rightfully so, for a lot of spots. So Texas will get what they want on offense, and the Texas secondary is going to have a major problem against Pennix and those wide receivers. Do you agree with that common thought? And then ultimately, who do you think wins this game?
3: Well, you know, I – a couple of things to unpack there. I think one thing that you have to kind of defend Pac-12 teams this year is nobody in America had to play the quarterback or the level of quarterback play that the the Pac-12 had this year. Like Good point. Each and every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, each and every week. You were going to find yourself probably in a one-possession game, and could you win that one-possession game either at home or on the road? You could make the, the argument that, Washington did that as good or, or as better than anybody in college football, not just the Pac-12. That's why they're in the position that they are in. Now, I had an opportunity to broadcast, let's see, what was it? Heck, we became the official broadcast crew of Texas football. We did four games this year uh, of, of the Texas Longhorns, so pretty familiar with them. The one thing that I have found to be interesting is nobody has been able to pressure or get Michael Penix off schedule. He has been able at will to make the throws, clean pocket, get the ball out of his hand without really any type of interference defensively. I think that could change this, this time around because that Texas defense is so good in the defensive front seven and not just versus the run, but they can, they can create pressure. They do a lot of exotic blitzes. And to me, Washington has been able to run the football pretty effectively, particularly on the back half of the season on offense. Nobody's been able to run it on Texas. And not only has nobody been able to run the football on Texas, nobody's been able to extend drives. Right now, Texas is the number one ranked third down defense in the country. Opponents are only converting 26% of their third downs. And why is that? Because teams don't have success running the football on early downs, and they're constantly in third and seven plus. So that's the recipe for Texas to win this game. May, try to, to stop the run on the early down and then somehow pressure Michael Penix because they're going to... I don't think you're going to stop all of the vertical shots, all the explosive plays, but you're going to have to limit them. That's the goal. Limit some
2: of those. You, so since you've watched Texas, do you trust Quinn Yours? There's been some inconsistency with this game throughout the entire year.
3: Yeah, there has been. I, I Listen, I think... He's got such good weapons around him, and he's one of those guys that, to me, is a little bit streaky. Like, his good is really, really good, and then there's not really a mediocre or an average. There's just kind of a bad. There's not much of a gray area in there. When he's off, he's off, but when he's on, he's as hot as there is in college football. Um, I think that they've withstood injuries for the most part because they've got great depth, for the first time in a long time, Texas actually has a terrific offensive line, and they can flat-out run the ball down your throat. The play-action strikes downfield with Xavier Worthy and uh, Chitavian Sanders. I mean, they, they are loaded at just about every spot you would want to be. But again, like you said, got to have consistency of performance from Quinn Ewers.
0: Yeah. Okay, so then the reward for Georgia and Florida State for not making the playoff is a bowl game against each other and the Orange Bowl. And Georgia is a huge favorite. They're up to 14 and a half at some of these spots with a low total. It seems like it's almost like a circus surrounding this bowl. What do you make of this with a couple of weeks to go before they play each other?
3: Well, you know, I, I've kind of always felt especially since the inception of the college football playoff that so much of these games come down to who actually wants to be there, Mm -hmm. right? Like who wants to play in the game and the ones who do want to play in the game, how badly do they actually want to win the football game? And you look at the opt-outs that Florida state has had some marquee players, including one uh, yesterday with, with, with Jared burst. Then, you know, Mm -hmm. we know the quarterback situation, Georgia's got some guys in the transfer portal, but the guys that are playing for them have chosen to ultimately play in the game. This is a mismatch. I'm sorry. It is. And, you know, we sit here and we have, we can debate all day long whether Florida state should have been in the college football playoff. I think there's something fundamentally wrong with them not being in it, but I think something equally is wrong is how could we have Georgia be the number one team in the country, lose late to Alabama in a conference championship game and go from one to six, There's something wrong with that too, because I don't think anybody who watches Georgia thinks that they're not a top four team. Yep. So you pit them two, you pit the two of them against each other. Who is the team that wants it more? I think the more talented team is Georgia. So it'll be very interesting to see what the outcome of that game because if Georgia waxes Florida State, you watch the committee's going to go. See, we told you so.
0: Yep. Spot on. Hey Tom, we have like 90 seconds left here. I love watching playoffs in the FCS. As well, I thought that Montana game over the weekend was terrific. You were on the Villanova-South Dakota State game uh, last week, two weeks ago, actually. Uh, and so we, we heard about how windy it was going to be before the, you were there. This, how bad was that?
3: <laughs> it was 35 to 40 mile an hour sustained, not gust, sustained winds from left to right. Not a single point was scored by either team in the north end zone. I mean, you could barely cross the fifty-yard line. If you really want to see how bad it was, I posted about four or five clips. Went down there during pre-game warm-up and was talking to the kickers and punters, and and I posted some clips uh, in pregame of the field goal kickers trying to kick in that direction. Go check it out on my Instagram, Tom Luginbill on Instagram. Look at the clips on there, and just watch what the ball does. It's it, it's simply amazing what the ball did, and. You know, fortunately, if for you're South Dakota State, you can just line up and run the ball right down your throat. Yep. They were able to deal with it a little bit better than Villanova was because Villanova wanted to throw it more.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, great stuff. Uh, you can follow Tom on X as well, at Tom Luganbill. Thanks so much for to- uh, for the time today, Tom. That was terrific, and happy holidays. All right, happy holidays. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, be good. And that that total, too. Yeah. I mean, before the game, where it was and then how that game played out, it had no chance, basically, to, as he said, I mean, you couldn't do anything when you're going into the wind. At all, wind a little bit more value to totals and uh, precipitation. Yeah, win some, lose some. We'll recap last night's betting action next here on Beeson.
2: night wow winning or was it a rough one well they can't all be winners can
1: they loser you're a loser
2: molly howard recaps the night in sports betting and winsome,
0: some lose some well good call by you yesterday jbt you liked the grizz plus the points who needed the points right yeah plus three dollars in the money line they were down by 24 against the pelicans came roaring back morant was awesome in his first game back of the season and you made a point yesterday, maybe you want to grab 6-1 to one in that team to make the play-in tournament.
2: Yeah, they're going to have to play really high-level basketball to get there. But you saw the big difference yesterday. This is a team we talked about on the podcast, probably handicapped or if you get it. This is a team that desperately needed north-south presence, like pressure the rim. 37% of their attempts at the rim, they shot 67% on those. Like, mm-hmm. he just he makes a massive difference. Yeah, he's it so good. hit the game-winner, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, under in that game, bet from 232.5 to 228. Pushed. All you need is one bad quarter. And that's what it was in the first, what, 25, 21, I yep. believe? every time. Okay. Uh, NHL, Dallas Stars, 9-1 to the over, last 10, 10 in a row over in the first period. By the way, you're getting that around minus 135, minus 140 Wow. in that territory. They've been blazing hot. I think it's like 21-5 and five, the last 26, first period over with the Dallas Stars. Western Carolina, Vanderbilt, under, 144.5 to 139. Great call. Final score, 63-62 by the market. NFL win totals over so far on the season. Baltimore, the 49ers, the Dolphins, Lions, Rams, Buccaneers, Texans, and Colts have all cashed over tickets from the preseason. This is uh, one of the reasons why we live out here in Las Vegas. Subscribe, become part of the team today. vcin.com slash subscribe. You can watch these videos right on your phone. The the, the Vegas sunrises and the sunsets, by the way, uh, out here in the wintertime are spectacular you get this probably three or four times a week
2: that's got to be a filter of some sort right? I, don't think that's incredible.
0: I don't think it is i saw that right away on twitter it's, you look at the oranges the blues yeah. the purples this is the part pinks. of las
2: vegas people don't really think exists right mm-hmm. nice suburbs nice set nice setting scenery nature it's a great spot to live
0: a lot of people think it's well you live on the strip right no no it's spread out it's actually quite vast
2: wow i, feel, so. I think
0: i'm gonna cry this is beautiful. Oh, you're a local. That's right. It really hits home for my you. My town. One of the first
2: 100 families to settle in Las Vegas. Yeah, Pontovo, big, big
0: name right. out here. Yeah. Google it. Oh, yeah. Silver spoon. Right.
2: Uh, right. I'm still waiting for my riches. When's <laughs> L-
0: L- L- <laughs> <one's laughs> that going to kick in? Yeah, right. Lose some. Teams to go under on the year. You can cash these tickets. So it is still a winsome, but uh, Bengals, Chargers, Jets, Giants, Panthers, Patriots, all to the under. Sanford Valpo. Over 153 to 162, 79-61 final. USC Alabama State over 145 to 150, not close, 79-57 final. James Madison over 145 to 150. They won 87-48. The bowl game, like we talked about, Marshall plus 12 to plus 7. uh-uh. they lost by what? Score 35-17. Marshall under 56 and a half to 46 and a half. There was a 10-point move on the total for that game and look at the landing spot Texas San Antonio quarterback Frank Harris out before the game and uh, Montana UC Davis over 145 and a half to 147 here's the um, upset I was talking about in college basketball Matt Eumanns came on the show yesterday and made a case to uh, fade UCLA they were laying 17 and a half at the time against Northridge UCLA trailed by 14 at halftime they lost outright they're 5 and 5 on the season Holy smokes, what has happened?
2: It's really bad, and it's pretty much their offense. Their offense has got nothing in some of these games, and it's surprising because you at least expect to be able to do it, but against Kelsey Northridge, less than 9, 0.95 points per possession. It's abysmal.
0: Yep, and uh, one other loose on this tweet from David Purdom, ESPN Chalk. A month before the season, the Jets winning the Super Bowl, that scenario was the worst-case scenario for several sportsbooks books. Around the nation, I checked out uh, one of my accounts yesterday. Got one. I had a ticket from January 26th. The Jets 45 to one to win the Super
2: oh, Bowl. I'm assuming that's pre Rodgers. Of course it is. Oh, that, that's,
0: that's terrible. Almost a, that, that ticket's almost a year old. Yeah. That's how long I was willing to lock up that ticket because that was the date the day after actually it was the owner and the gm said we're going to do whatever we can to get a quarterback and then the hackett thing happened and it's like it's going to be aaron Rodgers.
2: was your hope officially extinguished yesterday when he announced that he wasn't going to come back even though we all thought he was
0: that would would have been uh four plays into the season <laughs> when he went down and i had to put up with zach wilson and you knew right away yep. it's like okay and that was that was fun while it lasted wasn't it yep so that ticket lasted i i did from january 26th to the opening monday night of the football season I waited that long, and then it took four plays. Those are the ones that stink. You'd rather sweat it out, I think, and lose in agonizing fashion. Of course. Yep. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code FOLLOW only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. All right, great job by the fellas behind the glass as well. We have a short timer on staff. I think Sergio's last day is next week, next Friday. Oh, really? Kid's awesome. Going to miss him. Now, he was born and raised here in Las Vegas.
2: All right, there we go.
0: Young fella, he's going to go to the East Coast. Moving to the East Coast, picking up.
2: Big change.
0: Across the country. Could you do that now? Could you go live on the East Coast, knowing what you have... You've been here your whole life. I'm talking about watching sports in the Eastern time zone. Oh,
2: no, 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 no. no! When, when v was having me do those trips, and for those maybe don't remember or anything, uh, Michael Lombardi and I did a show out in Atlantic City uh, for a football season. Uh, that was, what, 2017, 2018? And so I would fly out, red eyes on Thursdays, and get there at like 6 a.m., you know, whatever, watch the sport. It was, especially as a basketball guy, Lakers games not starting until like 10, 30, 90, 10, 40? It was insanity. That was also the year that was Red Sox-Dodgers in the World Series, so they had that ridiculous, like, 18-inning game. Oh,
0: boy, Didn't wow. get
2: over until, like, 2.30 in the morning yeah. on the East Coast. No, the East Coast time. And then waiting on Sundays, right? Like, if you have a day off I on could. a Sunday, you could sleep in till 9.45 a.m., and then, boom, football's on. The fact that you got to wait till one o'clock in the afternoon, I can't do it. it no way.
0: It I, sucks. I, and I would recommend for anybody who, who's listening right now on the East Coast, who's like, well, what are you talking about? This is awesome. I could never do ten o'clock. I would tell, try it once. Yep. If you and it wouldn't be the first week when you come to Las Vegas. Cause many of you have been out here for football week, obviously, but do it for a month or two months. Because when I moved out here from the Central Time Zone, I'm like, how am I going to do ten o'clock? This, I, I like to go out on the weekends, have fun, you stay out, whatever, go gambling. It took me maybe two or three months of the first year, and I'm like, this is unbelievable. Where have you been my entire life? 10 a.m. blows every other time zone out of the water. Absolutely.
2: I thought you were going to ask me the important questions about like my kids and stuff, acclimating. Like, No,
0: this is we well more important. No, that's the most important part, how, how you would adjust to uh, watching sports. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: They'll adjust their kids. They don't even know anything.
0: Hey, we talked about this earlier on in the show. The best and worst teams in the NFL and NBA ATS and with totals, and if you missed it earlier, is in the first hour. You can go back and uh, search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcasts. The Pacers are still 19-6-1 to the over, and they're going over on average by 12 points per game.
2: It's absolute insanity. And, like, it just it doesn't slow down. Like, there's no... There's they're kind of on a little bit of a dip, but like not really, and there's no point to it now. I will say ATS wise, they definitely slowed down. We we were talking about them; they're not one of the best ATS teams anymore. Yep. But I I would assume at some point when your totals reach an average of two forty seven, that it's probably going to start to come under. It's going to have to yes. once in a while.
0: But now, holy smokes! Now that Spurs Bucks total not high enough last night; it went yep. over, so the landing spot was what two fifty one, I think. Got over by a point and a half or so. Bucks are now 19 and 8 to the over on the year, and they have these ultra high totals as well. The Mavericks are 18 and 8 to the over. Spurs 18 and 8. Hawks play tonight. They're 17 and 9. Sixers are 17 and 9. Wizards 16 9 and 1. Suns are 16 and 10. Bulls 17 and 11. And your best teams to the under in the association the rock this is fascinating tonight cuz the rockets get the hawks yep and a little bit of money this morning on the hawks
2: we get we get two of the best ats teams taking on each other and then you get two, one best over team one best under team taking on each other yep. it's a really interesting dynamic tonight
0: so the rockets are 15 and 9 to the under on the year best in the nba the nuggets are 17 and 11 grizzlies are 15 well that stayed under last night Yep. so 16 and 10 to the under clippers 15 10 and 1 Lakers are 16 and 12 to the under. Is this going to be a thing, by the way? Last night, Celtics again, they failed the win outright, which meant obviously they did not cover. They, depending how, on how you grade it, we'll go 2 8 and 2 ATS on the road. Yep. This was the Warriors' problem last year. They were horrific on the road and it never corrected itself. Is this going to be a thing for the Celtics all year long?
2: I think it is in that uh, for the Warriors last year, it was just that they played oddly very poorly on the road. I think for the Celtics, it's just a symptom of being the highest power-rated team in the NBA and home court being worth about two and a half points. And so those numbers are going to be a little too high. By the way, real quick observation, um, in their last 11 games, Clippers 7-4 to the over. That's been part of this change with this starting lineup, and they've been doing a lot better on offense might be worth noting because right now they're one of the best under teams, but that's starting to correct
0: itself. Actually, that's a good observation because before this recent hot streak, I believe they were the best team to the under with a bullet in the NBA. They were number one ahead of Houston. And now this offense and that rating, Paul George questionable tonight, but that rating with those five guys now in the, the current starting lineup that they've been using, it's right behind the Celtics when Porzingis is good to go. Yep. Another thing, betting the NBA this early in the morning. Porzingis later on in the day, uh, maintenance, not going to go. And then we, a lot of other things happen in that game too. Fun to do every day. Yep. End of the year Christmas list coming up next. We've compiled some of the worst beats of the entire calendar year.
2: are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com, see 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the promo code BSIN at checkout, you get an additional $30 off your order. I'm looking at it right now. These tomahawk ribeyes. Ooh, I might have to get in on this thing. I'm a cook now, you know? It's my identity. It's what I do. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. OmahaSteaks.com is 50% off site-wide. Save an additional $30 when you use the promo code BSIN, B-S-I-N, Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Minimum order may be
0: required. Yeah, love me some Omaha Steaks. Uh, I need to fire the grill up and uh, get an order of that myself for the holidays here. And uh, go to work. I can grill. I can grill. I can't really do much more than that in the kitchen. No? Like nothing? You, you on the other hand. Well, so I was like uh, the... You boil water. The first couple of months of my relationship with my then-girlfriend, now-wife, she was making, like, spaghetti, and it was awesome, and she was a TV anchor at the time, right? And so I'm like, oh, let me, you know, as every uh, reasonable person does in a, uh, you know, hot and heavy relationship to begin with let me return the favor uh, I mean, all right in the kitchen in the kitchen return the favor um so oh, i said oh wow i will uh i'll make you one of my famous dishes oh, right because i me. yeah because i used to cook for myself all the time and she was like so lukewarm on it when it came what out was it It was like a hot dish i don't even remember how i made it because it's been i haven't made it since yeah and her reaction i'm just like oh it kind of gutted me i'm like you're serious right now yeah So i said fine i'm not making you anything ever again and i don't think i have
2: See, I'm more – so I've had that before but because there's times where I'll just experiment with stuff, right? I'm like, all right, let me try this. Like, let's put this together let's see what happens, you know, whatever. Um, especially when it's one of those days where, like, all right, let's just see what we got in the fridge and the pantry. Let's see what I can kind of throw together. Um, like, last night, for example, like, they had eaten, so I was like, all right, let me make myself something. So this is for me personally. Uh, so I tried to make, like, some uh, fried rice, but it was with fresh rice, so that's never good because it gets all soggy. You want day-old rice and, like, all sorts of stuff, Um so I've had that experiment before, but on my end, it'd be like Lorraine cooking for
0: you and you going, uh, yeah, it's okay. I'd be like, don't, don't you dare. I cook every day in oh, this house. Pretty much. That's why even if we, even when she makes something that I think might be mediocre, which is rare, I have to like suck it up and say, damn, it's awesome. It's really good. I want more.
2: I've had a Lorraine Moss cooked meal. Never. That's never been mediocre. It's been no, incredible. No, she, she's spectacular.
0: Okay. So let's relive some of the worst beats of the entire calendar year. Some of these games that we're going to run down, they're unforgettable. Uh, We go all the way back to last year's bowl season, January 2nd of this year. It was the ReliaQuest Bowl, Illinois versus Mississippi State. Now, State was laying three and a half in this game. They're up 13-10 with a few seconds to go. Scoop and score to go the other way. They covered end of game. Didn't even have to kick the extra point. 19-10 final score covered three and a half. How many times are you on that team when you need a scoop and score.
2: No, I don't think I've ever been. I don't think I've ever been on that side. (laughs) Never one time. Oh, the memories.
0: Yep. There it is. It's popping back to my watching it right now. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been on the right side of any of these. No, it's like it's a miracle when it happens. Must be an
2: exhilarating feeling to right? be on the right side.
0: Right. I want to know what the, I want to jump off the couch one time and just pump my fist like a hundred times, saying to myself, I can't believe that just bleeping happened.
2: And then immediately go to Twitter and tweet out
0: Mississippi State minus three and a half, money bag emoji, you know, had it the whole way. Lock, rocking chair. <laughs> College basketball, January eleventh. Yes, all these games count. UC Riverside versus San Diego. San Diego, I remember this <sighs> game. They were plus three and a half. They're down 71-68, 1.8 seconds remaining, inbounding the basketball to attempt to tie the game, obviously. The inbounds pass was horrible, intercepted, top of the three-point line. The Riverside player heaves up a shot as time expired for no reason. It goes in, final score 74-68. Again, you you need that to happen when you're laying the three and a half, and it does, never in my life. College basketball, January 26th, Pac-12 action, Arizona and Wazoo. The shot clock was turned off. Arizona's lane five and a half. They're up by eight. They tried a wide open dunk in the final seconds. Missed it. Yes, I remember this one. Wazoo runs the floor, hits a three-time, expires. Final score, 63-58. Brilliant.
2: <laughs> Absolutely brilliant.
0: Come on. Um... NCAA tournament first round action March 16th. It was Virginia versus Furman. Virginia was laying five and a half. They hit free throws with 19 seconds left to go up by four. Uh, there was a miss from Furman. Another foul would help them cover the spread. Instead, Virginia fouled Furman, allowing them to score two free make two free throws, make it sixty-seven sixty-five. Late turnover by Virginia led to a Furman three-pointer, Furman 168-67. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do remember this game in the second round because we talked about it. This was on a Sunday night, if I recall correctly. We're on the air on Monday morning discussing. It was Gonzaga against TCU. Zags were laying four and a half.
2: I think we watched this at the South Point, if I remember correctly. Might have been up there in the, uh, the ballroom.
0: If it was late on a Sunday night, I don't think I was there with you. Okay. Oh, but a good point. I, I was yeah, there a, a lot point, that yeah. weekend. Gonzaga led by six. seconds on the clock. TCU rolled the ball beyond midcourt. TCU player scoops up the ball. Gonzaga defenders stand around. They do nothing. He shoots it from the center court logo. Of course it's good. Time expires. Final score, 84-81. Gonzaga betters. had losing tickets.
2: That's your point about never being on the right side? Right there. I had Gonzaga in that game. You did. Yep. And watched it. Ha- watched it happen. I was like, "There's no way this is going
0: to go in, right?" Yep. Of course. That was the reason why I remember that is because I think we talked about that specific game and that shot a ton on Monday morning because that's what everybody in the country was talking about and they realized that March Madness is a big deal because people bet on all these games. Yep. And and because of the new schedule, they played games late in the first round the first weekend on Sunday nights and nobody likes the schedule. Yep. So people are flying back and ended like late on the East coast. And it's, it was a doozy, man. Uh, West Virginia and Houston college football earlier this year, October 12th, West Virginia down 35, 24. They're laying lane 730 to go in the game. They scored two touchdowns in a two point conversion in the final three forty-two to go up 39, 35. 12 seconds left on the clock. Houston threw a 49-yard Hail Mary at the end of the game, and it converted. They won the game 41-39. I I remember that game as well, because it's like, well, how bad of a beat was it when you were down that much late? You came back and scored the two touchdowns to take the lead. You're covering, but then you give up a Hail Mary. Dueling, essentially, like Hail Marys. (laughs) Wild turn of events in that game. This game wasn't that long ago. Texans Buccaneers, Houston's laying two and a half. Texans trailed Tampa, 37-33, 46 seconds remaining in the game. C.J. Stroud led Houston on this miraculous game-winning touchdown drive. They took a 39-37 lead with seconds to go. Remember this game? Because the Texans lost their kicker to injury earlier in the game. I remember famously saying, you know what
2: they say, don't give C.J. Stroud... I said it jokingly. Don't give CJ Stroud this much time. You know
0: he'll lead you back. And he did. He did. But no kicker. Lane two and a half in the game. They actually made the right call because they didn't try an extra point And they didn't try to get a two-point conversion. They took a knee. And for those of you laying two and a half, I remember the outrage from that game. But all things considered, JBT, like, that's the right move. Yep. You don't want any shenanigans there with a fumble or an INT to go the other way.
2: Absolutely. You can't do it. But And a lot of the times, people won't. They'll still kick the extra point. They
0: will. Every time. They will. Now, again, sportsbooks post numbers on these games. People bet them. The handle might not be NFL playoff game handle, but people still bet college basketball games, all of them, every single day. This is uh, Yale versus Vermont. Oh, this was brutal. Two weeks ago. This was insane. It's 65-60, Yale, with a couple of seconds to go. They were plus 115 on the money line. They allowed Vermont to score to make it 65-62, inbounding the basketball, offensive foul was called, 0.6 seconds remaining. Vermont inbounded the basketball, hit a three-pointer. The guy was fouled on the three, and the same guy that fouled the shooter was the guy who was called for the offensive foul moments earlier. Yep they hit the free throw 66-65 final score vermont wins the game it's to have to have a
2: two shots coming at the line of 63-60 with 3 seconds left you hit them both 65-60 and you lose that game like what's that's i can't believe it honestly what's the
0: win probability oh it's got to be like 0. like 1 2 like i it can't be more than 1% i because i guess you can't really call 100% when a game is still going on right but that's 99.99% if ever a game's been that
2: much. Think about everything that has to go right for you, including, of course, in that moment. What's the probability? Not just winning the game. Winning it in regulation. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's insanity.
0: They're down by five with point six on the clock. Yep. That, that Again, if you're ever going to call a game 100%, like, that's going to be the game. we got some ones to add here, too, by the way. Well, I mean, the list is going to be... Remember Army, uh, Air Force
2: and Navy, excuse me? Yeah going for two at the end of that game we didn't need to of
0: course yeah I mean you, we could do this for three hours yes let's follow the money here on VEASAN the sports betting network
1: If you dare.
0: I can get you gambling before the end of the day no way i'll give you three to one odds No, nope. five to one No,
1: nope.
0: ten to one You're right. uh, okay I, I try to make uh, a point of this like this time of year football season dwindling down when you get more into the nba like when do you make and jbt's in today for paulie when do you make most of your nba bets because i'm not going to have a lot of bets at this time of day Like last year, I didn't have any, really, in the NBA just because it was so unknown. Maybe it tightens up a little bit this year with the news that we get. But here's the example. Last night, it was a winner. Celtics first half, minus two and a half. Got there. It was not easy, despite having a 10-point lead at the end of the first quarter. When we're off the show, a little bit later on in the day, we get news. Oh, there's no no Porzingis tonight. Maintenance night. No injury. Just going to give them the night of rest. Then later on, it was what? Wiggins and Paul? This is like... Now, during the evening, they might not play because they're both sick, yep. but they both ended up playing. And so, like, we're on the air 12 hours before tip-off. It's a guessing game a lot of times. And I happened to get that one right last night, but it was it was a total coin flip, and, you know, those have to go your
2: way. I think if you bet enough, right? Like, so I've got a higher volume of NBA bets than most. So, like, if you think if you bet enough, you can still bet early because some of those spots offset. Um, but if you're betting, like, here and there... Then you get burned by the one spot that you're talking about here. Then it could leave a bad taste in your mouth. But I, I still bet pretty early in the mornings. You know, we get the columns up uh, at about five a.m. I bet I'll bet some of the overnights as well. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you get lucky. There was a Grizzly Suns game one time where I laid seven and a half with the with the Suns. Out of nowhere, KD doesn't play. It closes three and a half. Suns yep. actually won by thirteen.
0: Well, and that I mean, let's be honest here. When we're live on the air, that's when most sharps are going to work.
2: Oh, it's one of the greatest phenomena. I love it. About five thirty a.m. Our time. I every have day. Don Best up, and it just lights up every day. Every day, day the yep. screen's
0: going to light up like a Christmas tree, right? Also, like, we're live on the air, so we might, like, they're getting news, probably, that they're betting on at that point, right? So it's like, I don't know. What did we miss? What happened here? Why is this, Why is that screen red all of a sudden? And why did that game just move? For example, uh, the bet that I'm on tonight, I like the Rockets. I bet them earlier. It's now three. I like it. Why did the Hawks take money earlier today? We got down to two and a half, now back to three as we speak. I'm looking at the injury report. Okay, so Tate's going to be out for the Rockets. Uh, he's actually questionable. Sorry, uh, Amen. Thompson is questionable. Well, that's pretty much like it, nope. right? Why? Why the Hawks take money earlier today? No idea.
2: I, I don't think they're in a good spot here against Houston. So, and look, but here's the thing. To your point, I mean, at least to your favor, I should say, Hawks again, as we know, one of the worst ATS teams in the in the in the league. They've been taking money. The market's been wrong on them.
0: I like what uh, Julian Edlow said earlier. The Jalen Johnson injury has been big for this team. He's For those who haven't watched, he's awesome. He was, at one point, I know this because he never considered going to Wisconsin. He was a (laughs) Wisconsin guy, and they've missed out on so much talent there over the years. He was the number one ranked prospect in in high school basketball. He went to Duke. He's the kid who, during the pandemic year, said, I'm not going to continue. So he shut it down, got ready for the NBA draft, and he was having a really good start to the season. So he obviously means something. That's a very long way of saying, I'm on the Rockets tonight, minus three in this game. You had a, you had a winner yesterday, too. Uh,
2: yeah, Grizzlies uh, plus eight yesterday. Uh, get there with an outright winner. That to sweat it a little bit, but got there uh, for today. I'll play against our friend. I, 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 I hope this is bad taste. I think it's just situationally the better spot for the Dallas Mavericks. Paul George is on the injury report. He's got an illness. I think it makes more sense to sit him here on the front end of a back-to-back, make sure he's rested and ready to go and not feeling anything for tomorrow when they play Oklahoma City. Clippers need to take one of these next two. They could certainly take both, but they need to take one of these next two because this is big in terms of the race for the Western Conference. I think you rest Paul George. I think you get good value betting the Mavericks money line here, getting a better price because I think it closes a little bit shorter. And even if it doesn't, Donchich has been a pain in the ass for the Clippers. So give me Dallas.
0: Very good. If you want to check out VSIN's betting splits but don't have a VSIN Pro subscription yet, no problem. This week only, we're giving everyone access to the betting splits for free. The VSIN betting splits page is updated with DraftKings uh, odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Get free access to VSIN's betting splits all this week at vsin.com slash splits. That's vsin.com slash splits. We'll uh, we'll run down more bad beats here from, from from the year. This is a very good nominee from Matt Grissom on X. He was on the lucky side of the, as he points out, the miraculous Oregon cover versus Texas Tech with the late pick six. And he says, the immediate guilt of winning a bet, I had no business winning, outweighed my excitement. I knew a lot of folks that were on tech in that spot. Oh, you're
2: a better man than me. I'd still be happy.
0: For sure. <laughs> yeah, you you, got, you, you no, got to enjoy God. it just because you've had so many go against you the other way. Of course. So that was for Oregon to cover that game, which, if right, they were not covering like at any point no. until that pick six late in the game. In fact, Oregon was in trouble to win the game outright. Yep. And then they actually covered... Brutal. This is from, it's not juice if you win on X. Don't forget James Madison versus Kent State in college basketball.
2: So we got to go back over this. So you, you had to, Okay. So for those who don't remember, Kent State is up. They hit a free throw. They're up 89-84 with 3.8 seconds left to go. James Madison inbounds the ball from the baseline all the way across court. Kid catches it at the three-point line on the opposite court, hits a three. Time runs out, but they go back and review. They put 1.2 seconds left back on the clock. Kent State then commits an offensive foul on the inbound. They get the ball back, James Madison does, with 1.2 seconds left, and they hit a layup to tie the game at the buzzer to go to overtime. There's another buzzer beater, I believe, for Kent State in the first overtime
0: that sends it to double overtime, where they eventually lose out. It was insane. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Let me see if you remember this game. Great nominee on X from Colin Murphy. Michigan State, Iowa, college hoops. He remembers the date, February 25th. Sparty was up 11 with 55 seconds. Total madness down the stretch. Iowa won by six in overtime. <laughs> that happened out here many years ago yeah. when uh, UNLV was down by 10 against San Diego State with 30 seconds left. Oh, the 10-second left. comeback, yep. And, and they, they won. UNLV lore. Down, down 10, 30 seconds, yep. won the game. This one was Sparty up 11, 55 seconds, lost the game in overtime.
2: I don't know if it'll make of the year, uh, but I will say, speaking of UNLV, I had under and St. Mary's UNLV over the weekend. For those that didn't see it, was it wow. 20-14 to 14 at I halftime. W- I watched
0: the second half of that game.
2: Yep, had under 132.5, goes over in double overtime. By the way, the way UNLV lost that game, too, was insane. This is not a bad beat. It was just a terrible way to play transition defense. They had the ball in their hands with, what, less than five seconds? It, there's, it's a great screenshot of the St. Mary's a player – screenshot just like this baseline underneath the opposite basket with 4.8 seconds left it ended in a transition layup for the win with no time left
0: (laughs) I was watching it and I'm just like stop the ball stop the ball stop the ball nope no shot I'm watching that game on ESPN plus as it unfolds in real time I'm like that did not just happen there's no way like can I rewind this please to see I felt like I was getting punked at the end of that game oh can I can I submit to you an NBA one really quickly uh, this was on October, as I mentioned, that you
2: and I were head-to-head on this. Um, it was on October 27th. I was at my kid's trunk-or-treat watching this on YouTube TV. So earlier this year. That was earlier this year, yeah. Um, the Rockets on the road against the San Antonio Spurs. Rockets in this game were catching three. And at the end of it, uh, you have uh, Jabari right. Smith Jr. You can salt this game away. All you got to do is hit both your free throws, and boom, you're good. You miss both of them. They're up 111-109. You hit both of them. You're up by four. You're good to go. Jabari Smith Junior. misses both. Banyama comes down, makes a layup to tie the game. They go to overtime. They lose by four, catching three. That was a brilliant.
0: Fun, that, that, was, that was a fun one. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, you you had the winner in that game. No, I had the loser. Are you sure? Yes, I am positive. Okay. Absolutely positive. Um, again, it c- comes oh, in. I'll all, never forget. It, it comes in all shapes and sizes, right? You don't know the sport. It's always gonna. They, it happens all the time, the one this week that we had, the bowl game. Old yep. Dominion, Western Kentucky. That number, again, reached as high as, what, six and a half? And tons of people were on Old Dominion at two and a half before, really, they took an avalanche of money. Came back down, They I think, close four and a half in that game. Up 28 nothing in the game. And you lose it outright. And Western Kentucky looked like they were totally dead in the first like, quarter of that game. I
2: mean, that's... Wouldn't be able to do it. I don't know what you would do watching that game.
0: Now, were they fortunate to be up 28 nothing? Of course. Sure. Like, they had a lot of breaks going their way. Regardless, that stuff happens in football games. And you're laying 2.5 up 28 nothing. It's like, okay, what can I, what, what else can I do with my day?
2: Uh, how about the stretch that I went on last week where the same player twice in two different games got me by the hook? Brandon Pajemski for the Warriors. Oh. Hits a bucket at the end of overtime. 2.5, laying it with a Thunder, falls on 2. Have under 234.5, Warrior Suns. Hits a bucket with no time left.
0: 235. You know what you need to have it go your way? Uh, like a football contest or for an NBA season, whatever. You just you have to be so lucky on the on the right side of Step the coin flip games. And when time. that doesn't happen, like in the contest this year that I'm in by myself, I can't get these games to go my way. I'm Never. losing every coin flip game. Set. Great job, pal. You got it. Have a good day. T- I'll good be Christmas you tomorrow. shopping. If you dare.